Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Sean Marconet, and today we're talking about five-minute mornings. Specifically, I want to talk to you about mindfulness because I think mindfulness is probably one of the most important techniques I've learned my whole life. I say that for a very good reason, because it can really control how you feel. Now, sometimes in life we have feelings, we have anxieties, we have sadness, we have the whole spectrum, anger, etc. We have happiness, we have all kinds of feelings. And sometimes there are feelings that somehow get in the way of our normal everyday life. And I think when that happens, I think when there's feelings that we have that are controlling us to that degree, then it would make sense to look into technology that can help us move past the feelings that are stopping us from getting the results that we want. Back when I was dealing heavily with social anxiety, mindfulness was one of the things that I could do, and almost every single time that I did it, completely changed my experience of the world in a very positive way because it got rid of all the excess anxiety, let's say. Because there's a difference between feeling nervous and feeling full-blown anxious. There's a difference between being hesitant and avoiding. And I would argue probably being hesitant is more fruitful in the long term than completely avoiding because of how we feel. So this is going to be probably 10 minutes and I want you to get a real good experience of what it's like to be mindful. And sometimes it can take about five or so minutes to finally drop into that place where it feels very relaxing. So that's why I want to take a little more time than five minutes to do this. Now it's very simple. In order to become mindful, all you have to do really is bring your attention, bring your focus into this present moment right now in a way that's non-judgmental. And that would be, quote, the John Kabat-Zinn way of doing mindfulness. And that's how I learned it. Now, there's a couple different ways you can do mindfulness. And by the way, mindfulness actually comes from, I believe, a Buddhist practice. And I believe also yoga came from that. So these are pieces that have been around for a long time. We've just, Western culture has kind of pieced them apart and shown actually scientifically that this piece of, if it is a Buddhist practice, that this piece of mindfulness is incredibly helpful for a lot of people. And in fact, is actually really popular in sport, high-level sport, to improve people's performance. Anyway, instead of describing why mindfulness is so great, let's do it so that you can get an experience and then you can answer for yourself, did this work or not? And one really cool way to do this, actually, is to notice on a scale of 1 to 10 how you feel right now. So first you'd pick the name of the emotion, what am I feeling? And then how intense am I feeling it? On a scale of 1, which would be I'm not feeling it at all, all the way to 10, which is like it's the most intense version of this feeling that I've ever felt in my life. So that's what I want you to do. I want you to write that down somewhere too because that's how you're going to know if anything shifted. You know, it's all well and good to after the fact say, you know, feel, oh, I feel great. But if we don't have any kind of place where you started and place where you ended up, it's a little more difficult. It's a little more, um, I don't know, less scientific. How about that? <laughs> so, to practice this, all you have to do is listen to my voice. That's all you have to do. 
and I'm not going to tell you to do anything that you wouldn't want to do already. This is not hypnosis and certainly not stage hypnosis. All this is is you bringing your awareness into the present moment. And what tends to happen is when our attention goes into the past and where our attention goes into the future, oftentimes we can get fixated on things that are very emotionally charged. And that's what seems to be one of the most powerful ways that mindfulness works is to bring your attention out of the out of the future and out of the past and into the present where everything is pretty much okay. Because if you were to really check in right now with let's say how you're breathing without trying to change anything, without having to judge it. If you could put judgment on pause for a second, just simply notice what it's like to breathe. First, you can notice how you notice breathing. Most people notice breathing by feeling it in their chest. Their chest moves out and then in. And I wonder if you can also notice an awareness of the temperature of the air as it enters your lungs and as it exits. And if it's hard to pay attention right now, that's okay. The saying goes that the work of mindfulness, if there is any work to it, is to simply notice when you've become distracted. And you notice that because you're paying attention to something that's not your breathing or not the thing that you're trying to pay attention to um, consciously. And that's okay. When you notice your attention going away from that thing, in this case, breathing, into something else, possibly the future, possibly the past, possibly other sensations in your body, the work would be, first of all, it's not a bad thing that happened. You're not doing it wrong. You're actually doing it right. And the best way, if there is a best way to do mindfulness, is to notice when there's been a shift in attention and to simply bring it back without judging that shift of attention, without saying you're doing it wrong. In fact, I would argue that's doing it right, which is weird. And to notice that your attention has gone away from your breathing and to bring it back. So can you do that right now? Can you bring your awareness back to your breath by simply asking the question, how do you notice breathing? And you could answer that in your own mind or out loud by saying, feeling breathing. In the same way you named the emotion at the very beginning of this, you can name what's happening right now. And that seems to be really helpful to help people focus on one particular thing. So let's now bring our awareness back, our focus and our attention back to breathing. How do you notice breathing? Do you notice the feeling of breathing? Do you also notice the temperature of the air as it enters and exits your lungs? And by the way, how does it enter your lungs? Does it go through your nose? Does it go through your mouth? And what's the temperature of the air as it enters either your nose, your mouth, or both? 
versus the temperature of the air as it exits your nose, your mouth, or both. And again, if you're noticing wandering, attention, if you're noticing thinking, that's a fun one to notice. <laughs> because you can argue that pretty much everything we notice is thinking. And that's actually one of the, I'll call it an anchor that I use myself throughout the day so that I can do mindfulness all day long. Because oftentimes you'll notice thinking in ways that are very unhelpful. We also have very helpful ways that we think. And we also have ways that we think that's kind of in between those two extremes. And one thing you can do when you notice thinking, especially when you notice thinking in a way that's not helpful to you, that it's taking you down a path of frustration or anger or a negative emotion, let's say. When you notice that, you can put the brakes on that whole process by simply noting in your mind, ah, thinking. It's just thinking, and that's what our brain does. It simply thinks. That's its job. Always thinking. If it didn't, well, you could argue we'd be brain dead. And if we're brain dead, we're pretty much dead dead. So instead of being brain dead, we can be thankful for the fact that we do have thoughts and then we can treat them as such. We can treat thinking as just that. It is only thinking. And where the thoughts come from, how helpful they are or not, this is all in question. <laughs> and I'll invite you again because this whole time we've still been doing mindfulness. I've just been talking about things but you've still been able to become aware of my voice and you've still been able to pay attention to your breath. And the question for the last couple minutes has been, can you become aware of your breathing and also aware of hearing? And then are you able to bring your awareness back to the sense of breathing? Okay. So that's been about a total of 10 minutes. I think we were mindful for about six of that. And so we've done one minute of mindfulness. Now we've done about five to six. I wonder if you can imagine what it would be like to be mindful for a longer time period than just five to six minutes. What's that like? Well, I can tell you. <laughs> At the height of my meditation practice, when I was sitting down and meditating for extended periods of time, I think I got up to within one session doing an hour. 60 minutes of doing nothing but sitting there and trying to understand how is it that we experience our world and, and what are thoughts and how do they take us out of the moment 
into places that are very cool and also into places that aren't so very cool. <laughs> and again, everything in between, but we get distracted. We certainly do, and it seems to be a normal process. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. And again, if there is any work to doing mindfulness, if there is any right way to doing mindfulness, I don't know that there is. What seems to be really helpful, though, is when you notice being distracted, to bring your awareness back to what's true in this particular moment, moment by moment, non-judgmental awareness. That's the John Kabat-Zinn flavor of mindfulness, and that's the one that I particularly like, particularly like. So a couple questions for you before we go. One, oh, I almost forgot. Check in now and notice what emotion you're feeling now. And on a scale of 1 to 10, how intensely you're feeling that emotion. So you had it before. You had the name of the emotion and the scale of 1 to 10. Now you're doing it after you've, did, you've done mindfulness. And what's the difference? What did you notice? Did the emotion change? It doesn't have to. Did the intensity of the emotion change? I would say there's a good chance. There's a good chance that for most of you, that changed. And sometimes the emotion can change too. And this is all just, you can do this all by practicing doing mindfulness on a regular basis. So that's the first question. The second question is, what can you focus on today, because it's Monday, and for this entire week, that if you focused on it, and you took regular action toward its achievement would make you very happy. And it can be something incredibly simple. Like, is there some habit that you've been wanting to initiate, but because how you've dealt with habits in the past that some have worked and some haven't, that there's a little bit of trepidation. And that if you could just overcome that not wanting to because of the past, that you could actually initiate a, a good habit for yourself. Like let's say you want to read more, or let's say you want to spend more time with your kids, or let's say you just want to feel better on a regular basis. What's a goal that you could set for yourself that you could achieve this week that you could work toward Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday that you could achieve by Friday. And if you achieved it earlier, congratulations. Fantastic. That's great. Because that might be something that you wouldn't have achieved otherwise. And those types of goals, in my experience, are really, really helpful. They're the types of goals that give us a lot more flavor to our life, that get us outside of the box, and that probably get us more present in the present moment so that we can experience a high-performance mindset. We can experience a state of flow. That's how athletes talk about it. But a state of almost pure enjoyment where time goes by incredibly quickly. You know, time goes by when you're having fun. That's what I'm talking about. That state of flow. How could you get into that? What do you like doing? And how can you set a goal around that that'll make you feel great? And if you're really going for it, this question will be really cool to you. How can you involve other people in your life in this goal? Is this goal going to give them something? 
And is that something good for them, good for you, and good for everybody else? Because when that's true, that's super powerful and really fulfilling when you do something like that, when you achieve a goal like that. So go forward. Go forward this week with a goal, with just one. And ask yourself, what could I get from that goal? What could I achieve? And what would happen if I don't at least pursue that goal? You know, nothing might change too drastically, but what if that happens again next week and then the week after that? And instead of that, what if you could set goals on a regular basis and start achieving little ones at first and then those little ones get bigger? Right? Thank you so much for your time and attention. This is 5-Minute Mornings. You can check me out on SeanMarkinette.com. There's a lot more information there. In fact, there's a free 7-day training, only 10 minutes a day. And you actually have the chance to email me questions. I mean, of course, you could email me questions at any time. But I'm saying for sure, for at least 7 days while you're going through this process of the free training, email me questions and I'm happy to answer. So that's totally free. I haven't said it about a thousand times. And that's again, S-E-A-N-M-A-R-C-O-N-E-T-T dot com. So I'll see you there. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, have a fantastic day. Talk to you soon.